podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Basketball's coming to town. Basketball's coming to town. Basketball's coming to town. Scott's making a list. Grant's checking it twice. They're gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Basketball's coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Boys are back, and uh, you know, we're back. I don't really have much else to say. We're, we're gonna talk uh, K State, Texas. It's gonna be a little different because we're so removed, but you know, it is it is the way it is. Um, before we get into it, um, you know, Thanksgiving happened. Uh, I gotta say this I'm, I'm very vocal as a hashtag team turkey guy, not a big ham fan at all, but. I I saw your ins. I don't know if it was on Instagram, but I saw it on Twitter. You looked like you made a pretty damn tasty looking ham. Almost made me kind of rethink my very hard stance against ham as a whole, let alone as a turkey protein. Um, I mean, props to you, man. That looked great. It is a good ham, um, and honestly, I myself not a huge ham guy, but I think this recipe. It's pretty good. It's like a Latin style recipe that's just delicious. Um, it's extremely easy. So if you wanted to do it one day, I'll send you the recipe. It's very easy. I'm definitely the older I get, the more the further I, I stray away from turkey on Thanksgiving. I don't think it's very good. I just don't know what it is about it. Even if it's just smothered in gravy, I just it's not my favorite flavor. I've kind of switched to ham. And honestly, I'd be fine with ditching both meats and doing like some prime rib or something. Um, step it up even further but I can take I don't need turkey on Thanksgiving that's my stance it's more of a sides day for me really yeah so I have to give a shout out to my parents so uh, uh, as we talked about on the show and I was pretty public on Twitter I had COVID so we I wasn't able to do anything with a big family um, for I don't want to say luckily because it's not lucky that anyone catches it but yeah. you know both my parents had a t- positive test as well so I was able to spend it with them and I have to like kind of brag on my mom for a bit. I know you're not a turkey person, but we we went with just the turkey breast because it was just going to be the three of us. But it truly was the best Thanksgiving food like or food Thanksgiving I've maybe ever had. Like I I understand like, like I'm not I'm not going to get on here and berate people for not liking turkey, whatever. But I it was juicy. It was great flavor. Absolutely loved it. She killed it with the sides and then. You know, I the only picture I put out there is that that awesome pecan pie, and it was just mm, chef kiss. It was 
uh, all in all, you know, for have, having a COVID positive Thanksgiving, it, it, it was about as good as it gets. And uh, I, I've been symptom free for a while, no fever. And officially on Monday, I will be beyond, you know, the 10 day quarantine period from the positive test. So I'll be able to start living my life fully again. So it's a, it's an exciting time to be alive. Yes. Um, I will say I did have pumpkin pie for the first time. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it's bad. I think it's fine, but clearly pecan is clear. And sadly, my mom like fucked up her pecan pie this year. Oh no. Basically just throw it away. So I didn't get any pecan pie, but, um, I tell you what really stepped up to the get to the plate was sweet potato pie. I don't know I've if you're much a it. sweet potato pie fan. I've it's what, it's what I would, it. it's what I think like pecan pie or not pecan, uh, pumpkin pie should be. I mean, it's got like kind of the same, you know, type of texture. It doesn't taste the same because it's sweet potato. It's not pumpkin, but it adds like, you know, it has pecans on it. It has marshmallows. It has brown sugar. And it like has everything that a pumpkin pie is missing. It's not just pure, you know, mush bullshit. And I think honestly, I, I didn't dislike the pumpkin pie, but I can't in any world understand how anyone would be like super passionate about it. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, and I people are I think, going to war for this pie. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It, it is crazy uh, because here's the thing: like I, I, I think put pumpkin pies are easy. I think they're easy yeah. to make. It's you, you take pumpkin puree, you do some sugar, you do some cinnamon, call it a day. I think that's why it is people like it. It's like okay, like you know, I again, yeah. I I'm so I'm so lucky. Both my parents amazing cooks. So growing up, it's just like, okay, you know, I, I was exposed to stuff. But I think people who maybe grew up in households that didn't feature a good baker, it's like, oh, it's it's impossible to fuck up a pumpkin pie. Like, or even getting one from the store. Yeah. The best pumpkin pie in the world, in the worst pumpkin pie in the world, there isn't a lot of st- standard deviation. It's like pizza. In my no, that's opinion. probably true. That's probably true. You know, I, I just feel like it's pizza missing. is still... Pizza. You know what I think would honestly, ironically improve a pumpkin pie is some pe- like pecans on top. Like yeah, it's missing or just something or a better crust. Like it's just missing something. Or like toasted pumpkin. The best seeds part of either. it was me putting homemade like whipped cream on top, and that was what made it. So yeah, I agree. It's very average. Very average. I wouldn't say it was bad. If somebody gave it to me and that was my option, I would probably eat it. But you know, yeah. I'm not gonna be passionate about it. That's pumpkin crazy. beers greater than pumpkin pie easily pumpkin beers are delicious all right um another thing before we start talking about case it specifically um i know we kind of talked about via text and granted case they played on friday which honestly it's probably good we played on friday seeing the game went the way it did kind of get some of the sour taste out on friday so you could just enjoy (laughs) football on saturday but was that college football saturday maybe one of the better ones i mean it probably was the top saturday of college football it was uh, this amazing year. it was amazing. i enjoyed it immensely it was the first time i've really been able to just kind of sit down on the couch and just watch sports all day something i miss so much uh, before having a baby it's been basically impossible but every game was amazing and almost every you know i really just watched the three big ones uh, the iron bowl the you know michigan ohio state and bedlam and boy if auburn didn't just completely bottle that um, it would have been a perfect day because I, mean, you know, I was it, cheering it for all was... those teams to that won except for Auburn. And it was still a great game, but super frustrating. I, I wanted Auburn to win it. But again, it 
it probably would it would have been anticlimactic if they just would have like won you know the way they should have you know it would have been very anticlimactic um so the the way the game went i think kind of made it but yeah it it was amazing i just want to be done with alabama and i mean i think if they lose saturday they'll probably they won't be in the top four they better not but i I do see a scenario that if they lost yesterday and won against georgia they would so maybe it worked out for the best um because i I do think georgia beats them i georgia needs to beat them i think they might be number two in the i i think when the college football playoff rankings come out i think it's going to be georgia i don't know if the committee's just going to say fuck it and put michigan number two um i think it might be alabama and then uh Michigan, then Cincinnati, then Oklahoma State at five yeah, is where I think it should be. I don't know what they're going to do with Notre Dame, but I would love a playoff of like Georgia. I'd be fine with Michigan and then Cincinnati and Oklahoma State. I I think that would be great. I would I, love that. Well, I think I think whoever Michigan plays, that would be a very good game. I think Georgia will smoke everyone. Probably right? Cincinnati. I do think they're 20 points better than everybody, but yeah. they will absolutely. And if it is Cincinnati, Cincinnati I don't think it'll four. be an indictment on them. And I don't either. Or if it's Oklahoma State, I don't think it will be an indictment. I think I think folks will try to make that an indictment uh, yeah. on the other teams, but Georgia, especially their defense, is just that good. Um, I, I, I think agree. they might beat Alabama by 20. I hope so. I'm worried, but. I am too, but. Uh, we, Hopefully we'll, they get it done. We'll, yeah, we'll move on past that, and we'll start talking K-State football. But before we do, it's not every day you can double your money. But with my bookie, you double your money instantly thank, thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With my bookie, double your deposit bonus when you sign up at mybookie.ag using promo code SPORTSDRINK. You'll instantly re- receive your doubled deposit and kickstart your betting experience with all the games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. The Patriots are taking on the Bills this Monday night, so when you guys are listening to it, to reclaim their quest to win the AFC East. Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That is promo code sports drink to double your initial deposit up to a thousand dollars. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. All right. So obviously that game was very disappointing on Friday. Um, we're, we're not going to do kind of our traditional show review. By the time you guys are listening to it, it'll be a handful of days removed from the game. So we're just going to hit a couple of the storylines, kind of talk about where that game leaves us and where we will be moving forward um, so, you know, sorry for not awarding, awarding swagger stickers, game balls, grading keys to V and all that jazz. But I think this is the best way to take it uh, being this far removed from the game. So this isn't the biggest storyline from the game, but I do think ultimately, at least from my point of view, it has the biggest impact on K-State moving forward. And that's kind of the game of Will Howard. Um, he had a Another rough game, um, at least through the air. He went nine of thirteen for just sixty-five yards. That's not. That's just not good. Um, he did have a seventy-one yard rush for a touchdown. That was good, but he really struggled managing the game outside of that play. We've now seen Will Howard 
start 10 games in this K-State career. Um, he's still young, but, you know, 10 games is a very real sample size. So w- what's your opinion on, you know, what he did on set Friday and what he brings you? Uh, hopefully we get kind of one last run with Skyler in the bowl game. But, you yes. know, that's it for Skyler. I mean, that, I mean, there, there's no secret eighth year of eligibility for Skyler. I do hope we see him in the bowl game, though. Uh, I guess he almost was able to go on Friday, but just kind of what was Friday from Will Howard and what is fr- Will Howard moving forward? Um, <laughs> I mean, my opinion on Will Howard is, you know, he brings little to the table thus far because he's just too one-dimensional. Um, you know, that's not a rocket science take but he cannot pass very consistently or very well at all. And the passing game is basically a non-factor when it's a Will Howard game. I do think some of those, um, you know, when Will misses the mark, I think there's a a percentage of those and maybe a larger percentage of those than people think um, that aren't him, you know, just being a bad passer, but it being the wrong route or him not knowing the route and throwing it to the wrong spot of the field. But that said, he has not been an accurate passer also. I also think, and this is coming from an amateur's perspective, of course, that the coaches have done a poor job of utilizing his skill set, which I think mainly is downhill running. Um, I think they've done a poor job at hiding his flaws, which is passing and quick decision-making. And I think the play call has hurt him in two different ways. One being, you know, there's games where he's – there's been too much put on him, you know, like drinking from a fire hydrant. He's young. This level of football is very difficult, no doubt about it. And you could see many times that, you know, the game was moving too fast for him, particularly 2020. Um, The game was moving too fast for him. Make the game more simple. Lean on your superstar running back. Um, Make the passing game easy. Five yard slants, five yards outs. Um, So Um, I I do have to say one thing, at least yesterday, because I don't have everything in front of me, but of his six, of his 13 passes, of his 13 passes, only like two of them were not those quick, fast yeah. routes that you're talking about. So I think maybe macro, if you take into account everything, there might be some validity to that, but I don't think, I don't think Friday was the case. I think that they tried to play into just what you said, the downhill running. I think they tried to play into the quick passing. Um, and I just don't think he was able to execute it. Yeah. Um, and that could be the case. I think, I just don't know. I, I don't understand why we can't dink and dunk on first down and get five yards in the passing game. It just seems so difficult for us. And maybe that's a combination of Will Howard being bad and the wide receivers not finding, you know, separation within five yards, but it just seems like it's so easy for anyone to do that to us with a, you know, five yard slant. And it just seems like, there's always going to be one person playing a cushion. There's got to be a way to just check that and say, just go five yards on. I'm going to hit you. But I mean, they, he, his very first pass, he tried to do that to Malik and he threw it 30 yards out of it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to say it is all on him. And we're <clears throat> going to get to the play calling part of this. Uh, we, we have plenty of time to talk about that. I just think that. You can't pass my, it 13 times though. Like you're not going to win games passing it 13 times throughout a season maybe that works a couple times a year and fuck it probably could have worked on saturday had we just been more you know it, it could have simplified worked. the it, game in the running game and the it, running game it, it all we had to do worked. Is, it, 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 it could have worked. worked 
But again, I even if it would have worked, I don't think it masks uh, the issues with Will Howard's game. And no. I mean, uh, yeah. It, and 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 that kind of is the frustrating part because again, I I'm not going to be someone who before a game because I'll, I'll say this right now. We'll we'll talk about all this type of stuff. It doesn't matter who K State's quarterback is for any game next year. Going into the game, I'm going to think, all right, you know. If he does X, Y, and Z, we could win this game. I'm not going yeah. to I, – I, I'm not going to write off any player before the game starts. Like, they could – maybe it's, you know, just I, – I don't – I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Um, but, <laughs> but, but I'm not – I'm just – I just can't go into a game and be like, okay, well, you know, if yeah. it's Jaron Lewis, oh, we're, we're aft, like, from the start. Again, I, I'll – I'll convince myself, hey, yeah. he might be all right, and then the game will happen. Then I'll get pissed off, but then, you know, yeah, it sucks. Um, so here's the next thing we need to talk about. And again, there's still a bowl game. We I acknowledge there's still a bowl game. We'll do some sort of football wrap up after the bowl game. But uh, these are the questions you have to start because the transfer market is just big time heating up. Just regardless of who it may or may not be. Do you think we need to take a transfer quarterback or do you want to roll the dice next year with what we have in-house? I mean, I think we have to. We have to take a transfer. Um, uh, the cube, I mean, when you look at the quarterback room right now, it's pretty bleak. Uh, we know what Will is. I think Jill, I think Will Howard, well, we know what Will has, and I think Jaron Lewis is, is terrible. I mean, I think he's worse than Will Howard. Rubley is a child and may, you know, he may be a bust. I, I say that not because of anything I've heard, but we've literally never seen him play. And you don't know what you're going to get. He's a yeah. freshman and he in could the, be nothing. Yeah. In the defense of Jake Rubley, didn't get a senior year of high school. Yeah. And then got banged up, you know, during fall camp. And, and again, maybe I'm pushing too hard to defend him, but it's just like, man, if well, he like, is he a bust, but if he yeah, is yeah. a bust, like that yeah. just, oh, that, ugh. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I mean, I think, yes, you – I think it's pretty black and white at this point. You have to try pretty hard to go out and get a transfer quarterback. And the good thing about it is with well, – first off, no matter who you bring in, it's going to be a roulette spin of the wheel whether or not they're going to be good or not. I'm, I, there's no one There's no one who's going to transfer that we're going to get where it's going to be like, all right, he is no doubt going to be great for us. But I will say this when it comes to the transfer market with quarterbacks, it's the only position in college football that, you know, teams would ideally only be playing one guy. So you have a shot to find a good transfer quarterback. There's only so many schools that need a transfer quarterback to come in and play immediately. There's going to be a handful of dudes out there who will be able to make an impact. So um, are, are we going to get that UCF guy who just went in the portal? Probably not, but there are going to be a lot of quarterbacks who I think are better than Will Howard. So I, I think you have to do it. So here's the name that is being thrown out there a bunch. And it's 100% due to him dating the leading scorer on the K-State women's soccer team. That's Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. Uh, he was out. He didn't play in their final game due to a right shoulder injury. Um, but here, here's my question to you. Would you take Adrian Martinez right now or would you rather roll the dice with Will Howard? 
this is a good discussion legitimately um uh, i mean adrian martinez he's spencer i don't sanders think it's very the, like, good clutch gene that's what he is he's spencer sanders <laughs> without the clutch gene I mean, granted, he's been at Nebraska, but he's been a serial loser and a turnover machine. He's got 30 interceptions and 18 loss fumbles in 34 career starts. That's insanely bad. He's also... Look at what Will has turned it over in his 10 starts. I know, but I think, like, it's basically at the same clip. Um, He's just, like, a more experienced Will Howard who is maybe marginally better. Um, But I think, you know, and I, I also think he's probably had better weapons at the skill position than we've had, bar Deuce Vaughn. Um, you know, but what I about offensive line? His offensive line, his has, offensive has line is really bad. Struggled. That's true. Um, I think if we're in for a transfer quarterback, you know, I'd want somebody different. But if it's Bill Howard or Adrian Martinez, would we have Adrian Martinez for what one year? One year. I would go Adrian Martinez. I really would. Um, and here's the thing: like, there's something to be said about you know, Will Howard give it, being given like a runway to develop, you know, he's never going to get better if he, if he doesn't give a chance, give, be given a chance to play games and develop and, uh, you know, getting another stop gap, like one year quarterback is going to be bad for Will Howard's development and Will Howard's career at K-State. But I think there's uh, no way Will Howard sticks around if we bring in a transfer quarterback. Exactly. Like, I agree. He's not going to just want to be, sitting as that backup quarterback that everybody fucking hates like he's just not gonna want to do that and i i don't know if he's made for this level anyways um i think it might better serve him to transfer to a g5 or even lower uh because he's been pretty pretty poor for us so i mean i think roll the dice with adrian martinez if those are your choices i don't love those choices very much but we'll see Maybe maybe Adrian Martinez will come and have an incredible connection with with our boy Warner. <laughs> They're gonna link back up. Warner still has to say he has he's to still come back, back too. Of course. Yeah, but no, it, it it is an interesting one because it's kind of like all right, you know, if that if that is your if that is your baseline, that is your basement transfer core quarterback. Because the, the whole rumors, and again, I, I need to preface all this by saying it is all rumors. But the, the rumors are that he wants to come to K-State. We're, we're not like saying, oh, yeah, come on down. But yeah. if you can basically say, all right, you know, he uh, is the worst you're going to get, you know, a four-year power five starting quarterback. No, he's not a winner. But he and he turns the ball over. Uh, but he hasn't had an offensive line. He hasn't worked with someone named Deuce. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an okay position. I just – I just – do not think after seeing Will Howard start for 10 games and playing a lot of relief in a couple others that I, I just don't believe in him. I mean, cause his, what his, his wins are versus a TCU team where he, he didn't get a touchdown. There was no offensive touchdown versus a bad KU team and versus Nevada where, I mean, truthfully, that was his best game. Um, but outside of that, he has lost every other game. He almost blew both games where he came in with a double-digit lead, uh, you know, when Skyler went out versus Texas Tech and then when Skyler went out versus Southern Illinois. He came in with a double-digit lead, lost the lead, and had to come back from those. So it's just like, at what point do you say, all right, en- enough is enough? And and I'm, I'm to that point. Um, but again, I will completely change my tune, and if – 
And if we, if we don't bring in a transfer quarterback and he's going to be our starter, I'm going to come on this show in July and say, you know, he's going to be baby climb. It's it. going to be the 2011 year, but I just, I don't want to do that. He definitely does not have that, like that Klein gene. Um, I mean, certainly not. They have some similarities, but man, I don't see it either. I, I've tried really hard to be optimistic and say he can do it, but he just looks worse and worse. And I, I do, well, I disagree with that. I think he has improved, but it's like microscopic at this point. Um, it's it's worrisome. I think we have to get a transfer yep. if, if next year is going to be, you know, as painless as possible. Yep. All right. Well, let's move into what is the biggest talking point after that game. But before we do, Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low and sell high and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the over 7,000 early adapters who have invested in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use promo code BOYS to make your deposit risk-free. Visit symbol.com, use promo code BOYS, your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money or decide that the market just isn't for you, Symbol will refund that initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting off your favorite teams today. All right. The biggest, the single biggest storyline, and I think probably even if you take the biggest storyline from every single, all 12 games this year, I think the biggest storyline is the play calling from Courtney Messingham in the Texas game. It was really horrible on all the pivotal third and fourth downs late in the game on third and fourth and short. Uh, This easily could have been a win, even with the way Howard was playing, but the inability to pick up a yard when it mattered most cost the team the game. Before I let your anger and venom out, this is all I'm going to say about the individual calls. I think, and I, I watch these plays back, I think even if it was as simple as Courtney Messingham deciding to run left instead of right on all three of those, the option and both wildcat runs, I, I legitimately think we pick them up mm-hmm. and it, it, it isn't a conversation. Um, but, but sure enough, I uh, ran right three times on very, very, very questionable at best play calls. So, uh, you know, this is your time to shine. I've been a Messingham defender. You haven't. Um, so this is your time to shine. Go I always kind of, I always kind of walk it back after a few days, but I don't think I'm gonna do that this time. I mean, I think, I think it's time for him to move on. Um, pretty clearly, that's always been my. It's always been my gripe with messing him is the margins. Um, you know, on the whole, the game is typically evened out to have you know performed fair to good, um, and that's been talked about to death between us, uh, between a lot of other folks on Twitter is that the offense is efficient and the advanced stats tend to support him as at least for this season, a top four ish offense operating in the big 12, but it's the situational failures that have always really bothered me with Messingham, And it's starting to add up. It's the scoring droughts. It's going entire, you know, quarters being completely inept. Um, That third quarter pattern is inexcusable at this point at this point um i wish i had cole manbeck i might have to call paul pull up manbeck's stats but he uh well it, it i mean basically, basically over like the course first, of, yeah it was like two touchdowns and outside the touchdowns there's like two first downs in the first drive of uh and i'm pretty sure down. two of them 
two of those games were both K. I mean, they're both KU. KU and West Virginia. So, um, I mean, that's completely inexcusable. Um, and Saturday against Texas, I think it. I think you can you can look at this game and objectively point to the offensive coordinator losing us the game. Um, there's not a lot else on either side of the ball. There's no players on either side of the ball. I mean, Will Howard bad, but we didn't have to have a perfect game from Will Howard to win on Saturday. And, um, you know, at the end of the year, looking at the offense through those advanced stats, we've ended up about how we performed. And this is per Jimmy, K-State underscore fan. We're fifth in points per drive, fifth in touchdown rate, sixth in yardage rate, seventh in punt rate, second in turnover rate, basically the fifth best offense behind Oklahoma, Iowa State, Baylor, and Texas. And, I mean, if you want to be better, in fifth then fire your offensive coordinator and look for something else it's not that black and white obviously players have something to do with it too but i don't know i mean i don't know how you can watch that fucking texas game and not just be losing your goddamn mind messingham's been a divisive guy for the first three years but i mean i think he's just average like i think he's just an average offensive coordinator i want to be better so i'd love to fire him yeah especially after that he failed the players spectacularly and honestly, he was pretty poor against Baylor too. I think I mean I give him more of a pass versus Baylor because like they truly good. dominated us. They're like, good. Their, their front seven truly dominated us. I'm not gonna give him a pass on uh the Texas game. And and again, people I had I got some strays on Twitter because of it. Um, but I, I've defended him and I and I even kind of you know defended him after the Baylor game there, there's no defense of that game on game versus and I don't Texas. and I don't think one bad game from a coordinator you know grants them getting ousted that's crazy uh, but I do think after three years we know what Messingham is I just think it's stale at this point we have legitimate weapons on this team now that I want to give another coordinator a shot at um, granted we need to find a fucking quarterback now desperately but a six-year quarterback a superstar running back and to be like you know basically a middle of the pack big 12 offense I mean, bothers me here, here's the thing and, and and that's fine we were not middle of the pack when you had skylar thompson healthy i mean he was he played versus baylor versus with cracked ribs he couldn't go against texas and then he wasn't around for the oklahoma state game and he wasn't there for the Nevada game or the majority of the Southern Illinois game. I, I, I 100% and here, here, here's where I am. And this is kind of going to lead into uh, point number seven in our outline. I, I think that Courtney Messingham, if he has a quarterback, he can trust and a quarterback who can make plays. I think we are an above average offense. And we were, we were, if Skylar Thompson's healthy all year, we're the number three offense in the big 12 in a borderline top 25 offense. But but that's the issue with Messingham and whether it's uh, directly him or if it's a failure of recruiting, of finding a quarterback behind Skyler or development, taking yeah. these recruits and making them viable behind Skyler Thompson. He tried to give Will the keys of the car, then he didn't trust him. And then that's where we fuck up. That's where we fuck up. The only time in the... Chris Kleiman era where I had like a legitimate real hard beef with the offense with a healthy Skylar Thompson was that Baylor Baylor game. And that's even that's using healthy very loosely. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, Skyler's gone. Skyler's gone, and I, and Adrian Martinez is not Skyler Thompson. So that's no. where I kind of fall under the. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to lose sleep either way if we make the move or if we don't. Um, but I 100% understand why we need to make the move. But this is. I would just say, you know, do you think? Do you think that there are options out there that would improve us offensively from the play call standpoint? Do you think that we can replace Courtney Messingham with a better with a better guy? I think it's the answer is yes. I, yes, but I I actually so, think so. Go that, do it. Okay, that's but my I, that's my. I, that's I don't I don't think it is nearly as easy as folks. I mean, think it's, it will be because here let, let let's get into this one real quick because the game the the name that's being floated out on message boards and on Twitter is Matt Wells. He has a relationship with Chris Kleiman and he is an offensive minded coach and he's unemployed. Do you make that switch right now? Yes. I but think that Wells thing. is objectively Matt, better. No, Matt Wells in his 12 years as being an offensive coordinator or a head coach, he, his, his average efficiency offense is worse than 60. Even with Will Howard, that is where, Messingham is and again this is the only the only way I would say okay let's go after Matt Wells and and this is a major point to it and this is why I'm not campaigning against Matt Wells is because he's a quarterback coach who has a history of developing quarterbacks and then he went out and got that Tyler show guy or whatever however you pronounce it from Oregon to transfer to Texas Tech and he got hurt so he's found ways to bring in transfer quarterbacks that's the only reason why I would go with Matt Wells, and that has nothing to do with Courtney Messingham, but more of a point of, you know, we don't have a quarterback coach who's been able to develop guys. People can look at yards per game, points per game, all this type of stuff, but if you look at drive stats, Matt Wells is objectively not better than Courtney Messingham as an offensive coordinator. Well, anyone I've and talked isn't to even close. Isn't anyone even I've close. spoken to that's connected with K-State at all, seems to think that that would be the case is he would be responsible for the quarterbacks and the offense. Yeah. Which means and, 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 we that's would why, be and that's why I'm, that's why I'm not fine as well. Keep, yeah. That, that's why. And I, I think, and, and that's why maybe that's why I'm more apt to trying to give Messingham a pass because I, yeah. I don't think Colin Klein is a good quarterback coach and I got grilled for it early in the season. Uh, and honestly, rightfully so. I don't know what goes into being a quarterback coach. But you can't look at what Colin Klein has been able to do during his tenure in the development of quarterbacks and say they've gotten better. Now, is is that going to be enough? Is is Matt Wells, who has his average, his his career average, is at the level of Messingham without Skylar Thompson? So is him going to come in, be able to be that offensive coordinator, but try to either find a transfer quarterback or develop the ones that we have enough to make the difference. I don't think so. I, I, I legitimately think it's going to be a wash. And I, I, I think the reason why you'd be making a changes for changes sake, but here's the other thing. I think sometimes in college football and actually in all sports, that is sometimes what you need. Sometimes it's just, okay, it is time for a different voice and hopefully it works out. I'm just not convinced and I'm not going to – I'm not going to burn it down. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to throw a parade either way. I just think that folks who are saying, all right, it's as simple as getting Matt Wells and we are going to be better on offense, I think folks are being pretty ignorant to what Matt Wells is as an offensive coach. 
and it may not be Matt Wells. Um, you know, I've heard it's, there's certainly some smoke there, but I would, I just don't think you can keep Courtney Messingham at this point. And, you know, they might end up doing that anyways, but I agree. Like, I, I, I agree with what you said that sometimes you just need a different voice. I think it's just stale. Um, and I'm over it. I'm over Courtney Messingham. He's making me really mad and I want him to be gone. That's, that's just me speaking as a fan. Um, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, I, don't, think the, I don't think you're the only one, but I think <laughs> a lot of folks not. are throwing around the word stale. Uh, incorrect. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, I think anyone who thinks, Oh, we're going to get rid of Courtney Messingham. We're going to be, running a fast paced offense. No, is, no, we won't be doing that. But it's, it's well, I just think we're the same. It's I just going, think he's inept in too many situational, you know, in-game scenarios that it's like, at this point, it's fucking inexcusable. Like somebody else has to, can make better plays than that. I don't know. And maybe like some of the blame has to come on the head coach, like step in and be like, let's just fucking get one yard with our gigantic quarterback, sneak it twice. I'm done with, you know, randomly running the wildcat with our tiny yeah that, that was stupid what like, on again, earth are we like just like again, some I, of that responsibility falls on chris Kleiman. like no i, brother, I agree with you and take over i agree with you and, and i don't I, I don't want you know my i mean you're making good points but i, do I, I don't want my devil's advocate to come across because someone is going to be firing off a tweet at me saying oh <laughs> you're gonna rabble, get... rabble, 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 right. like just getting that like that that's <laughs> not it like we could make the change and it could be matt wells and, and again i'm gonna be fine with it i i'm just you know if if the obvious answer and here's the thing in chris Kleiman's time the obvious answer was promoting joe klanderman who props to him he like found a little bit of a footing this year um he did so, yeah, we got to give him a little bit. I mean, I'm going to give him a little credit, but I, it's I hard to judge his season, honestly. Yeah, and may, maybe that'll have to be something we do after the bowl game. But uh, everything has been pretty obvious. The only quote unquote wild card when it came to climbing building out his staff was standard, and I think that was a mistake. But yeah, uh, I, I, I think if, if the opening's going to be there and Matt Wells doesn't want to be a head coach at Tulsa then I, I think he's going to be our offensive coordinator. So that's kind of why we spent all this time on it. And again, if, if that comes to be, then we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. But uh, we'll keep moving on. Just because football season, the regular season is over, doesn't mean our time on Spotify Green Room is. We are going to be going live Wednesday, December 1st, immediately after the K-State-Albany game. So join us and give an instant reaction to that basketball game. We'll be going live every single weeknight basketball game for our instant reaction show and that is going to be our live show every week even those games that tip off at eight o'clock and don't get done till 10 i'm gonna stay up and talk k-state hoops so you guys should join me all right so uh before we hit record it became official i had it in here as oh this is a rumor it is official joe Irvin is transferring away so what if anything does that do to kind of uh and I went out of order, so I apologize. But what what sort of anxiety or d- does that do anything for your long-term outlook on this football team? Um, <laughs> it's kind of a loaded question. Um, I think it's – I mean, that's how I do outlines. They're all loaded questions. I mean, if you read these, they're all, yeah, they're mean, all yeah. loaded questions. <laughs> well, this is – it's hard to answer that question, like, specifically. But it's just a difficult – it's a difficult situation to judge my initial reaction, you know, when players transfer is I don't like it. Um, but 
it's a new day and age and that's going to happen all the time, especially when it's a player that's, you know, contributed a fairly decent amount this season as, you know, the backup running back, but I don't know. I like, is it that big of a loss when you take a step back? Probably not. Um, I do think Joe probably earned the, the right to get more carries per game. Um, but then again, there's more nuance to it than that, that we've already even discussed off the, off the pod, you know, when gonna, we have, I was going to say our little mini fight on Friday or Thursday, <laughs> you know, you made Wednesday, a good point. It was. I think you made you make a good point when you bring up, you know, Skyler has had a year where he's been passing the ball well and our passing game has been more efficient than it's been in quite some time. And we also have a super, a superstar, you know, running back number one in, in Deuce Vaughn. Um, but I do think there are games where, you know, like, Two carries against Baylor, I think that's not good enough. Five carries the week before, I think that's not good enough. I think you got to give Joe probably six to eight carries a game, and I think that's fair, but I, it's also not something, you know, being fair to your backup running back is not something like a, a priority that the coaches probably think about, like, very often. Um, but I do think Joe probably earned the right to six to eight carries a game. I think he was a solid running back and a, a nice kind of contrast to how Deuce runs. But again, you make a good point. Do you, do you take away some of those passing plays that were a little bit more sure than they have in the past with Skyler having such an efficient year? Do you take some of those away from Deuce Vaughn? I don't know. Sometimes you hand the ball off to Joe Irvin, he gets stuffed for, for nothing, and you say, why don't you just give the ball to Deuce? So, but then, you know, he busts one for 15 yards, and you say, I want Joe to get more carries. So it's, it's a nuanced conversation. At the end of the day, I think – Somebody is going to, he's, he's our backup running back. Those are a dime a dozen. I think we have a long list of young running backs that will probably slot in and be able to, you know, recreate his production. Um, I don't like seeing players transfer, um, but it is what it is. Yeah. I think, I think there's been a handful of them that have been like, they've gone and I've been like, okay, I mean, expected it doesn't really bother me. I, and all those things you said about Joe Irvin are true, but I I think he was a great backup running back and yeah. I don't like seeing it. I'm not, I'm, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world, but this is one of those transfers. It's one of the handful of transfers that in the Chris Kleiman era that have actually hurt, like it was him and, you know, Will Jones, you know, at, yeah. at, at Nickelback. Like those are the only real ones that have been like, Oh man, that really hurts. You know, Wayne Jones leaving expected it. He was going to play his final year somewhere else. He didn't ever since his true freshman year, he really hasn't found a spot on the defense. So that, that doesn't hurt. It's not surprising. And I'm sure there will be one or two more that might hurt a little bit when they, when they decide to leave uh, because it's, it's the new era. It's going to happen. But uh, speaking of someone who uh, (laughs) Jesus Chauncey, just relax, bud. Uh, (laughs) He, he is snorting at me. He wants to play. He doesn't want this podcast. But so th- this is something that I'm going to have full on anxiety, like legitimately all off season. Deuce Vaughn, first off, talk about how great he is. So here's my loaded question. Talk about how Maybe. great he was. Amazing game versus Texas. But again, it is the new age of, you know, college football free agency. Name image likeness is a thing. I think okay. he has a car deal. I think he has a couple deals in Manhattan, but it's just like, fucking hell like i'm nervous i i'm legitimately nervous that someone is going to get into deuce's ear and say hey look man 
you know, do, do you want to be getting 25 carries, have all this dependency, or do you want to go play with a quarterback who's going to help take it off? Do you really want to showcase in a bigger, better offense? Like I, I'm legitimately worried about it. And I haven't heard anything. There's no sort of stuff. But you also have dickhead, stupid fucking K-State anonymous meme accounts tweeting at Deuce Vaughn telling him to transfer somewhere else. Like, Ugh. you have that type of shit going on, and I'm nervous that we will not be able to see Deuce Vaughn for another year. I know. I am actually – it's something I've been thinking about the past couple of days. Somebody tweeted me sad, Friday, I think, during the Texas game or after the Texas game, something about Deuce, about how, you know, at least Deuce is locked in. It's like – no, they made an analogy of Mike Trout being trapped at in the Angels or something, and I was like, Deuce is not trapped. He can yeah, go man. anytime he, can. he wants. Um, and he would have the pick of the litter somewhat, I think. Um I do think Deuce is like the type of guy who is pretty locked into the program. Um, you know, I do think he likes climbing and there's something to be said about, um, you know, being offered early by a team. And he just seems like a guy that's like, he seems loyal uh, I, in as many words as, you know, you, I, I don't need to use that many words. He seems like a loyal, you know, player. He's very like just straightforward, disciplined. I don't know. But when you think about him leaving, it is terrifying. I skipped over the part where we talk about how good he is. 1,246 rushing yards on the year. Um, I think next year he could go for 1,500, genuinely. Um, Almost got that five. Hopefully he gets that 500 mark with the bowl game with receiving. He's at, what is he like at 470-something, I think, receiving. I've got him at, this can't be right, plays. 471. 471. So, yeah. Um Line, line of scrimmage, he's at 1,700, 17 yards. Um, just a insanely good player. He's got More five. yards per touch than Brees Hall, more touchdowns per uh, touch than Brees Hall. Again, I whatever. I, I, it's, I'm not going to talk about that. I just – I think Deuce is so good. And he's again, amazing. I, I, I'm not – I used to be the guy who would try to police what people tweet. But if you ever – like if you're a K-State fan, even if it, you're running like a meme joke – account why the fuck would, I would you love for you tweet? to call those out because I, I do you think those are KU fans like I have honestly? no idea what they are but I just I cannot believe it and th there's multiple people who do it it just I just I don't know I I I I, I don't think at least I don't want to think K-State fans are more self-loathing or stupid than other fan bases, but we're entrenched in. I mean, just just last night, I someone was pissed off because we're building a volleyball arena. Yeah, I mean that's like, dumb as shit. Um, I don't know. I hope I don't. I don't get the impression that Deuce Vaughn would transfer out. Um, at least I'm after this sweet. year. Hell, maybe after next year if we I think just like he might fall try apart. to go pro after next year. But I just, uh, I, 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 it's always in the so back good. of your mind now. Sure. Yeah, and I hate it. I hate it. I I can I be an old man. Like, this is like get off my lawn type shit, and I'm sorry. I don't like being get off my lawn guy, but I fucking hate the portal, and I hate I, – I hate it. And, again, it's it's self-serving, and it's 100% selfish, uh, which is stupid because K-State actually I think has fared well. It's been a net positive for K-State in football. I, I think the portal has been a net positive, but – the first time it happens where it's like one of our great young players just decides to go to a better, I'm, I'm going to cry. I'm not going to actually cry, but it's going to suck. 
It is going to be terrible. Um, and I, I, I do, you know, we are going to lose like another person this year. That's going to really sting. I'm sure. And we're going to have to find ways to replace them. I just hope that we can replace with quality at the same kind of clip that we did last year. Cause we really nailed it. Um, for a lot of guys what, outside um, of Munoz, every single pickup was very good. Yeah. And I mean, man, we knocked it out of the park with our secondary transfers. Um, and maybe that is just reflect. Like, I think that Russ East and Stubblefield and Brent's are quality players. And even how sincere Mason was really coming on before. Mason was nice too. And, and I think those guys, particularly the first three would have contributed and slotted in and played pretty much anywhere they would have transferred. I do think probably them being such a big part was reflective of how much we lost in the fucking secondary, but they were really good players and I was very pleased with them. And I'm, I'm excited though. It's like, it's scary. The transfer portal is definitely terrifying. Um, but it's, it's kind of exciting now thinking like, Ooh, who can we land? Who can we steal? Um, because you, you know, if we're opportunistic, we can jump on some big players and it could be really fun, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I just am mad at Courtney Messingham. I don't care. I want him out. <laughs> Even well, if there's no logic supporting it, which I do think there is, but I want him out. And that's, uh, that's how I want to end the show. Actually, no, we got, no, we got one more. We, positive we got, to talk yeah, about. We, yeah. One more ad read and just a couple, a, a couple more points, but we got to get, get it going because Chauncey is very demanding and wants my attention. But remember uh, you can double your money at my bookie. There's nowhere else in the world you could double your money just like that. And that is if you use promo code sports drink, you get a 100% deposit match up to $1,000. Guys, Patriots versus Bills on Monday Night Football coming up next week. It's going to be awesome. The Chiefs are coming off their bye week, college basketball, college football. I went a little rogue uh, because, you know, I didn't like how – they worded their ad read, but guess what? You can do casino. You can do blackjack, all sorts of stuff over at my bookie. They were riding with us for the longest time. And now they're back. Show them some love by signing up and using promo code sports drink to wager today. Anytime, anywhere, any place, any sport with my bookie. All right. How many times we beat KU in a row? 15? No, 14. 13. I think it's 14 this year. I think it's 14. Why do you I want to say I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm tweeting some bitch. Um, sorry to no, interrupt there. You're but let's fine. Talk it, about our boy. Well, it's 13. It is 13. 13. Really? Man, I could have yep. sworn it was 14. Okay. Nope. It is 13, and it is uh, just because who doesn't like dunking on KU? It is, I think, 24 out of the last 24. Or no, 24 out of the last 30. You're right. It is. It is 13. Okay. All right. Well, no, 26 14. out of the last 30, 26 out of the last 30. Pretty nice. So yes. Very nice. All right. Uh, so r- real talk. So we got about a month before the bowl game, roughly. Although, man, there's a lot of smoke that it's going to be down in Orlando versus Clemson. Oh, my God. I hope so. I really do. I... <sighs> Here's my thing on that. Um, it's a fucking meaningless game and we get a chance to play one of the biggest brands in college football the last decade. I don't think it's meaningless with the case. I just don't, man, dude, I want, I I hate hate not going to games because I read Twitter through the entire game and it is fucking miserable. And I'm, I'm throwing (laughs) rocks from a glass house. 100%. I, I tweet stupid stuff. 
during game just as much as anyone. I think I tweet more stupid stuff during other games. I've tried to. Uh, You're just talking the king of stupid. I know. I games. I, I, w- I didn't want to like fight with you. Like, but man, I'm gonna because probably that, start. I want to you just... during game. You should. That would be wise. <laughs> it is bad, but you're um, not the only one. It's literally everyone. Well, the whole timeline like, is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is it bad. Really is. So and, and I think I think getting housed in a bowl game, which Clemson isn't good this year, but I think they would house well, I think us. they'd probably kick our ass. But for my and family's that would just be sake, miserable. they I mean, would yes, probably it'd be fun. enjoy this be, one the most yes, because I have a fun. ton of Clemson I family. Want it. My parents will definitely be going to Orlando and watch for the game and like meeting up with them. So, and I think fuck okay, it, let's just cool. play the biggest brand cool, and give it a fun. shot. Like whatever. I, I well, well, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to go to Memphis and play like Auburn or Mississippi State. I mean, I'm not. Oh. I'm probably not going to the game anywhere, so it doesn't really matter. Well, I'm not to either. Me. But so I just rather play the worst team possible and win but whatever I <laughs> that's fair but it doesn't matter so we have like about a month before the bowl game uh we have signing day we're gonna have all sorts of portal we obviously know you're wanting to hear of courtney messingham taking a you know the youngstown state head coaching job so we can have a new offense corner but what if anything what what are you really going to be dialed in on when it comes to football what are you hoping to see over the next month um, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, I don't think we're going to change any staff in the next month before the game. I would be surprised if that happens. And I would probably keep my eye on the transfer portal already. Um, we, you know, we've already lost two. And I think probably between then there's going to be players that are thinking might as well jump in before the bowl game. Um, as far as like a development, I, I mean, I think Skyler is like guaranteed to play. He's, he's going to play. That's all I've heard about that is he's like 1000. If he was almost going to play on against Texas, he's got a month off. He'll be fine. Yeah. I, and hopefully he goes out on top. I want Deuce Vaughn to get a thousand carries again. And I just want to just, just give him the ball. Cause he's the only one worth watching. He's so fun to watch. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you? to hear, I'm hoping to hear like, that some of the young secondary guys are starting to you know, oh, pop yeah, up. Yeah. I'm, Those extra practices. Who's, I'm going to really uh, be like keeping my ear to the ground to hear hopefully about Devontae Pritchard. We heard some good things, him and crew Jackson, you heard some good things during the season, ended up not seeing them in any game action, but really hoping to hear some more good things about them. Same with uh, Giddens, you know, they obviously don't trust right to carry the ball. So it's like, all right, you know, it'd be nice really don't, maybe yeah. to see Giddens get a couple carries in the bowl game. I'm going to keep an eye out on maybe they can flip a couple guys. Um, we got two weeks yeah. before early signing day, maybe flip a guy or two, um, you know, have some, try to keep all your commits in house, just a little bit of uh, late dramatics on the good end in recruiting and, uh, you know, and then just kind of hit the ground running for 2023. I, I think maybe, maybe you get your first one in the next month. So uh, we'll see. And then final thing uh, you and I talked about it, on the text, so let's kind of bring it into the show. Our guy Toby O got his fourth star, and he is the second highest ranked Kansas prep prospect over at Two Four Seven Sports. Uh, how exciting is it? And you know, I I feel happy for the guy getting the type of recognition. I think I I think he's going to be a bit of a project, still a little raw, but like you don't see the type of athlete, the combination of size, speed, and athleticism coming to K-State every year. I think that this guy has a chance to just be a game wrecker 
And I, and I agree with you, what you were telling me on text. I want to see him stay at linebacker because if the kid fulfills his potential, he is, he's a game wrecker at linebacker. Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably going to be one of those kids in like two to three years that people will be saying, man, how do we miss this guy? You know, other people, um, as far as recruiting goes, I think he's going to be a hidden gem. I mean, a guy with his size with track speed, there is absolutely no substitute for speed. So, and that's, that's, you know, one thing that I'm loving about um, the climbing era, I do think noticeably from top to bottom, the team size, the team speed has improved um, quite a bit. Guys run away from you. you And this is, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially that east to east and west speed we're, we're able to close things down much quicker it seems um but to put a guy like that in the middle of the field at linebacker um with track speed is just my mouth is watering and i'd love to see him you know with the new redshirt rule toss him in four games put him on the edge and just send him at some blitzes see what he could do i mean he's huge and he's he can run see what you can do yeah i i think there is some <laughs> folks that are disgruntled with this recruiting class and we haven't talked a lot about recruiting and uh, I, I get it. I, I yeah. think recruiting high school recruiting is going to, we have to kind of evolve our thinking of it because like just because of the transfer portal, all sorts of different stuff. And I know you missed on some high profile Kansas kids, um, but man, I, I think getting in early on this guy and getting him to shut down his recruiting. I think that was massive. I, everyone yeah. loves, Jared Canick, and I wish we would have gotten him. You know, he's going to Clemson. I have no doubt. I think he will be a player for them. But this type of guy has similar measurables, and he's bigger. Like, yeah. he is a bigger guy and is still running at that type of speed. So, I think we got a great one, and uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing what, you know, our guy Taylor Bratt and the entire staff can do in the final few weeks. But I did want to talk a little bit about Toby O, and I'm sure before – Got to say, he, I love our Nigerian pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, you know, King Getting Felix, another you know. another freak Nigerian coming in that's just going to, like, blow people up, and I'm super excited about it. And two very under-the-radar players. Oh, yeah, 100 Toby well, you know, he hasn't fulfilled anything yet, but I he really He didn't get his like fourth star. I mean, be. Felix yeah. was unranked, and, like, he, he yeah. was going to just be a regular student in Mizzou before we grabbed That's him. so insane. Like It is, it is. Uh, so, ho- hopefully, he kind of comes into his own, but that's all we got. Um you know, again, we're going live Wednesday after the K-State Albany game. So join us on Spotify Green Room. And, uh, yeah, we're going to dial it back to two shows a week. We will have our show that drops on Monday. And then we will have our midweek live show um, through the holidays, unless something crazy happens. And then we will, we will do shows as needed. But we're going to dial it back to two a week um, for now, at least. Um, that's all I have. Um, Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving and time to get ready for Christmas, my favorite time of the year. Trees up. Let's go. Meet me at the Cathead. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. Jingle bell swing and jingle bell ring. Snowing and blowing, the bushels of fun. Jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells chime in jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. In the frosty air. Oh, right time. That's the right time. To rock the night away. Jingle bell, 
Network.